Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Six Pointer Podcast. Yeah, here we go. Coming to you from um, a lovely, warm South London. Aye, oh, now you know what it's been. Easter Monday. It's been real nice this weekend, mate. That's what I'm saying. It's been real good. There's been a lot of uh, Premier League football as well. A lot, well, just a lot of football in general, obviously, over the Easter break, which is. Uh, been enjoyable to watch, hasn't it? There's certainly been a lot of talking points and a lot of stuff that we've yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of things that have, that have happened. That sort of, uh, I mean, this weekend, yeah, it's been a, a real. Uh, we've got a lot of things to jump into, Definitely. but I mean, it's so, it's it, 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 it's it's uh, it's been busy. But sorry, I've just no, 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 no. I was going to say, I was going. This, this is the first pod we've done for what two weeks since you've yeah, been away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was out, actually, you know, not too well, man. The old man flu kicked in. Yeah, and obviously so, you're busy with working on things like that. But no, it's, it's good to have the dream team back together, mate. It's good to have the dream team. Back yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back, we're back doing this. I mean, um, I was gonna ask you, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Chuffed yesterday's result, three two. Mate, yeah. I mean, what result, man? That's, yeah, that's, that's Palace, that's Palace beat Arsenal three uh, two. It's the first time Palace have won at Arsenal away since 1994. Um, wow. Chris Armstrong, and John Talarco getting the goals there. For anyone that cares, um, <laughs> mate, taking it back. Got that knowledge, mate. There, John, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John no, Talarco. Um, no, it was, it was brilliant, mate, and also a really good performance. It seems to be that you know the story of Palace this season is that we're very good away from home and, and pretty poor at home, but um, our away performances. I wouldn't say they were, it was even like a smash and grab or like as you, as you expect that a lot of people would obviously see the result and think that Palace have just nicked that one but you know fair uh, enough. at one point you were 3-1 up though right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean I don't know, I'll be honest I didn't actually I watch had, the whole I game I think but. we only had about 26% possession over the end but as I always say these stats and possession stats especially it's, it's where you have the ball and what you do with it that mm. matters not that you have the ball in your oh. half of it because we, we, I think we had something like 16 shots 10 on target they had 10 shots and I think uh, 7 of them on target and things like that so it's or even 4 than that actually 4 might have been target but no it, it was you know we, we, we had a a very good performance um, and obviously great to see Christian Benteke get his get his first goal back um, great to see him starting up and I always said he just needed that little, little know, bit of luck this is the thing um, about this is the, sorry, got the sorry, space sorry. yesterday but yeah well to interrupt you I think sometimes about football is like you know you get uh, it's very much a confidence game oh, where it's like, especially for a striker especially for a striker yeah. who's scoring goals but like you would never think that Benteke could go this long with a goal drought you wouldn't actually think that is possible in terms of his, his all-round attributes but it shows that if you haven't got confidence you can just miss chances where you just you know I don't know but I mean I know he was injured for a while and he then he come back made, and then he made a surgery in his knee to be fair and like that, but, I'm not but he still come back and missed a couple of chances didn't he yeah, no, I remember mate, he missed a couple of chances I mean that's what's going to happen when you're a player that's just sort of not scored for a year and not, not also not played regularly enough as well to be fair um but that's because of the injury problems. But no, I mean, it, it, he, everyone knows what a good player he is. I mean, you've seen him, you know, when nah, he first came over yeah. again to, 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 to Villa. Obviously, he tore it up, and that's why he got the big money move. To, went to went to um, the Cubs. I mean, you know what? It's funny because we bought him under Rogers, and the funny mm. thing about that signing was it was so against what Rogers was about. He was mean? like, in terms of like uh, Benteke is a, a very don't you? He's a very good striker, but he's physical. He's big. He's tall. He's a target man. He's also de- definitely better than it with his head than he's at his feet. Yeah, exactly. So he's like he's he's a player that you know you, you get the ball up to. You can play off him. But yeah. Rogers always had the philosophy of playing really good, um, sort of tight football, where it's just like you know it's not it's not about uh, it's not about uh, getting the crosses in or getting it to the top, to the man up front. So it was a strange signing. Um, at the time, I mean, I welcomed it. I mean, he scored. He scored, mate. I'm telling you, he scored the, one of the best the goals. One at Old Trafford. No, I'm talking about pre-season. Oh, yeah, it's Bath scored some mad volley, <laughs> and it was like you got, you got, you got to give me some. It was like Brentford. Brentford. It was a pre-season friendly against someone like Brentford, and rather someone goal. like Brentford or Brentford. 
Come on, man, give me some details. Ah, uh, you know what? Actually, I think, I think sure it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Brentford. It was okay. Brentford, and right. uh, we beat him like four-one. It was easy going, but his actual goal, bruv, was. So, because obviously, it was like it was like a half volley. This is was the one against Man United. Obviously, the one against Man United. That goal was just. See what I'm saying? That goal mm. is like a top goal. Like you would. So how can a, a striker with so much ability go so long without scoring? It just shows that football is not. You know, it's not always um, as we as fans. I think we always watch football, and we're a bit like, you know, the, the players just do what they should be doing. They should be on top form all the time. But they're humans just like us. We're just watching it. We're, we've got the comfort of being like, oh, we're fans. Lovely. Well, I think I think I mean, it also we're... depends on what sort of fan you are. To be fair, I mean because. You can, be, true, true, true. you can be quite pragmatic in, in the sense that sort of you know I, I think you can understand sort of that, that, that these people are these players are people and they go through certain things and you know certain yeah, things will affect yeah, them and you know it's, 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 especially when you talk about the psychology of, of football as well it's it's, a, it's an interesting I won't get into it yeah, yeah but, but basically I think a lot of these clubs now which is like mad that you kind of probably don't a lot of people wouldn't think about it but they've got a lot of psychologists there now well, yeah, where sports, players sports can go and talk so, yeah, big now. Uh, that's it's big business and it's like you know we just think that they're just going out and performing but they're under a lot of pressure man like it's, it's yeah. like even everything you look at it, it now kind of thing and uh, obviously you lot I thought, I thought Palace would stay up quite comfortably to be honest with you I thought you always had enough the first game we played against you away I think it was the second league game of the season yeah. and we won 2-0 at your ground but you were so good that I thought no chance of, of, of Palace going well, I, think, uh, I think you've got under, a strong uh, team under Roy you, 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 you're set up a certain way and yesterday we were set up in quite a rigid 4-4-2 with uh, Zaha playing up front with the Tekkers and uh, did really well that combination worked really well I was quite pleased with that a lot of people so were it, was were it like was it Zaha for, behind up, up, up two together a lot of people were crying out oh, for Batshuayi actually to play up front with Tekkers but Zaha I think yesterday showed that he could, he could do it because I mean especially for the second goal where um Zaha sort of peels across and Benteke wins the flick on the long ball up front in front of from Luca and I mean that's that's the sort of the, the classic sort of big man little man goal sort yeah. of thing to win the flick on he ran onto it Mustafi sort of was was pretending he was leaving it to Leno but he really got out. I say that Zaha's quite tall though, isn't he? Great finish. Six. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Premier League footballer. All these Premier League footballers these days are sort of like six, six ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Centre backs are sort of six four, six five, aren't they? So. No, I'm just saying that I think he's like I wouldn't call him like you know obviously big small but he's not. I don't think Zaha's always seen him. What he's actually got quite a bit high about, yeah. Him. But um, no, so 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 we, we went you went three one up at one point, didn't we? We did, yeah. James MacArthur got the um, got got the uh, the third goal. He was a bit of an unsung hero for me, I think. He's he's sort of you know, you talk about on the pod sometimes about Jordan Henderson. I think James mm-hmm. MacArthur does that kind of job for us. He's not, yeah, I hate you're saying such, like you don't I, always I see what he's doing. I think he's always he always does the dirty work. And like I said, we were talking earlier about certain types of fans. And if you're a certain type of fan that enjoys watching the tactical side of the game and you're you know, won't, won't follow the ball. Completely, and you'll just sort of watch players off off ball movements, things like that. You'll you'll sort of start to appreciate work mm-hmm. like not players like James McArthur. No, 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 that's true. I mean, very, very to, impressive to, to be honest, yeah, I remember this one point in this Liverpool game uh, when we won four three at uh, Anfield. Yeah, and um, do you remember, remember the first goal? Palace. Oh, Palace, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're talking about James McArthur. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he done yeah. this one he thing where he was like, yeah, like we. We were pressing so high, mm-hmm. got like three uh, bodies around him, but he'd done this really nice footwork where it was like, you know what, that's quality. He actually got out of that and played it, and I thought, 
you know, sometimes it takes a player to do one thing where you think, you know what, you've got something about you. So, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying about James McCarthy. No, I mean, that was, that was a great sort of um, uh, uh, set piece. And it was obviously two goals came from set pieces. Obviously, the first techers and then, and then the, the free kick, which is James McCarthy's the third goal. Mm. It's great to see those sort of set pieces. And Arsenal, I think, were sort of pretty vulnerable defensively yesterday. Obviously, Mustafi made a couple of errors, but I think they, they were just weren't picking people up at well, set pieces. Yeah. It, was, it was quite interesting because, obviously, where they've been in this run at home, I think, what is it, that would have been 10 or 11 Don't at home been, unbeaten. Yeah, I mean... The fact, that, the fact that we were able to sort of go there and pick them off quite easy. I know a lot of them will say, sort of, obviously, they had the Europa League game on Thursday. Yeah. Things like that, but... Still, I mean, you don't expect a, a Crystal Palace to go and beat an Arsenal, but I think also an Arsenal that plays in the Europa League, they're, they're sort of expected to have that strength and depth. Yeah, and, yeah and I've, quality I've, on, on, that can, they can sort of call it, upon. It's funny, but I feel like Arsenal are where we used to be a little while ago in terms of literally playing at Europa League, and then you got that that Sunday game, and it's like they they they're Jacqueline Hyde team because they can go and beat. Um, they beat in the week. They beat Napoli mm-hmm. uh, quite comfortably. Napoli are a decent Italian team. Um, Arsenal have showed at home they can really perform. I think they got one of the best. I think their actual... Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I swear their home record is uh, second to Man City. I think you might be right there, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That, that, I mean, that's crazy. Then that, then that shows that's what, what crazy. a good job Palace did yesterday to beat him at, the, at, at, at Arsenal. You definitely, know I mean? definitely. But I think, to be honest with you, not taking nothing away from Palace, but it's come on the back of a Europa League game where they probably had to play like some of their players, whatever. Um, and there's Jacqueline Hyde because you can't go and beat Napoli and then lose three to home to Palace. All but Palace, are, they can. You're capable of going. Mate, I, I feel like you're you, capable you, you of going to a lot of teams. You talk about Arsenal being so high up in the, in the home form. Palace are actually, I think, they're sixth in the away form this season. Mm-hmm. Sixth in the away form. That's what I'm saying. So, 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 it's mad. That's what I mean about away from home. We're very good, but at home, we just we just not doing it. But it's, it's quite interesting as well because I want to talk a bit about the. Um, Defensive lineup as well because it's a bit of a makeshift back four as well with Joel Ward, who's a bit coming a little bit of a I'm not going to say legend, but a bit of a mm-hmm. Palace Palace stalwart and, and, and sort of ingrained himself in Palace history. You know, he, he was bought the sort of the season before we came up, helps us get promoted, and he's been solid. He's sort of filled in at left back, which he did yesterday under Tony Pulis. He, I think he played left back and also defensive midfield, and he came in for Patrick Van Arnhem, who's, who's been under a bit of pressure recently where he's not been in great form. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fair play to Hodgson to actually drop. Uh, and out that left back and put mm. Joel Ward in. He was not not a, not not a, not a you know he's a, he's a right back by trade. He's played centre back as well, but left back I'd say is probably his weakest position. Yeah, and he did brilliantly. To I, th- I think that, that Van Harnel he looks like a, a good technically good player, but I, I, you know maybe he's not as, as safe as he could be. Basically, I, I think I he's think, a decent defender, yeah. but he's decent. I, I think to know. be fair, he's. he's it's what's quite interesting is because you've got obviously a brilliant player Aaron Rambasak on the other side who, mm-hmm. who loves defending. It looks you like can, you PBA, could kind of looks like PBA loves attacking more than he loves defending. Yeah, and it's just sort of sometimes he's he's always the player that's out of position. You know what I mean? If, if there's like a a gaping hole in the back where you see players shooting forward, you always look left back and you. Where the fuck is it? You know, because he, he's mm. at other pitch because he bombs forward quite a lot. As he well. does. He gets forward well. He gets forward. He does very well going forward. Yeah, but, he's, um, he's, 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 like I say, he's a, a really good player but he's just like at times he probably is could be suspect and that's why Hodgson obviously I can imagine had to take him out do you know what I mean the only other bit I wanted to mention was to see that uh, in the midfield we had Max Mayer starting and he's not obviously had um, much much of a, much of a well, 
I say he's been sort of in and yeah. out when he's been given his chance he hasn't been played and, and we talk about him quite a bit on the pod before about how he sort of came with his name and his expectations he started yesterday but he started and it, it, to be fair he did well he, I think he faded to be fair in the second half but there was a few sort of nice bits of interplay of him and Zahar where Zahar dropped a bit and those two are obviously mm. they're sort of I think May is 23, I think Wolves 26 now, to be fair. Um, but there's been that sort of that link-up play, which is which is really nice to watch. And I think you see flashes of that player that everyone got so excited about. But well, you know what? It's, consistently it's, do it. And it's, also, it's, it's, it's the muscular thing as well. He's a very slight player. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. needs to adapt to the Premier League. But he's bulk up. This is the thing about it, though. Sometimes, you know, like when you... Uh, you know, like, say, if you're going to sign a player and you think, oh, let me read up about him. I remember that Max Meyer, there was an article, I read it on Sky Sports, something like that, but yeah, it was, it was good, 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 um, this writer called um, Adam Bate, and he's, he's like a European type of uh, journalist, and he was talking about this Max Meyer, and he was just saying that basically, he's got so much ability, he, uh, he fell out with, what was it, Leverkusen? No, uh, Schalke. Schalke, Schalke yeah. yeah, fell out with the, I think it was the chairman, yeah. or, or head of, head of, um, uh, yeah, but even football, whatever it was there, there was, there was some sort of disagreement. Yeah, some sort of, sort of disagreement. Which is why, which is why he got him in a free. Yeah, and he didn't obviously he play for. Down. Yeah, but he was just like the places. Just he was talking about him like this guy's got real talent, and I thought the German Messi. They called him. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what you know what I mean. It's, it's funny though. You got a lot of players in it. What was this guy? Uh, I remember this striker that uh, I see one time on, on like uh, it was like. Uh, uh, world, no. Leave me hanging here, mate. What's going on? No, no. Anyway, you know, you if you turn the volume, you can hear the clogs turning. You hear it working out. One of the magazines, in it, it was like, uh, <laughs> I think it's like World Soccer magazine, but they're talking about a shoot. Called it, yeah. It's trying, like, it was definitely, <laughs> definitely yeah, shoot, mate. Shoot is like some like, a, like, a proper basic magazine, it. But this one was like World Soccer, um, and it was this guy called the Seal. But basically, he used to be able to run. With the ball in his head, it was funny. It was, so <laughs> That's like, good, man. It's good. He, no, he used to, he used to um, what was his name again? Anyway, 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 get back to the point. Get back to the point. Well, I was talking about Max Mayer anyway, but you know, it's good to see him start, and I think he did well until it sort of faded a little bit. But I think he needs to just adapt, and I think he'd be a sort of player that uh, people need not to expect too much of too too soon. He needs to allow him time to adapt to the Premier League. He's only ever played in the Bundesliga, um, and obviously the Premier League is a lot more physical, and he just needs to learn that you know he just needs to not get so bullied off the ball a little bit but but overall we, it, it was a quite a comfortable result wasn't it like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say comfortable I, I, I don't think we were even when we conceded the, the, so it went to 3-2 I'm just taking a pitch just in case there's any Arsenal fans no, listening I, I, I don't think we were ever really I think that's to be fair that's more the way that Roy sets us up yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. very he makes it very hard to beat um, he's, he's sort of got a set up very strongly um, very sort of built from the back and I always felt that we could see it out if mm, we went mm, in that three-two mm. university. They had, yeah. they had a few chances, sort of uh, towards the end. I think there was, a, there was a slight penalty shout towards the end that where it looked like. Scott but you was comfortable. Like but I, no, I wouldn't say comfortable. But I, I think I always felt confident that we could see. We could get the Just say you was comfortable, man. No, I won't say. It. I'm not. I'm not boy I'm not, not even putting words in my mouth, mate. But yeah, no. no, we'll, no, we'll, no. We'll have a little break. There, so <laughs> we're going to time for a little break. Um, and yeah, we'll come back and obviously talk about the rest of the weekend's action, including obviously the Liverpool Ooh. result at Cardiff. It's Liverpool. Top of the table. It's Liverpool next. Hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast. Um, 
Here we are live again from a very sunny South London and um, here with Richard Thomas to hear, talk about um, yeah. what happened at the top of the table this weekend and this was obviously Liverpool's yeah, We're going to get into Liverpool's talk, Liverpool talk, to now, Cardiff. Liverpool talk now. Um, so yeah, talk us through the game. Yeah, right? Obviously I you mean, watched um, this, obviously it was the same time as the Arsenal game, so I only yeah. got a chance to watch the highlights, but you actually watched the game. So Yeah, I watched the game. Um, I feel like we're really sort of just developing now, which, which is the best thing about what I can say about Liverpool in terms of are the, the players' mindset because I think when it comes to football, you can have the best technical ability, you can have the best skills, everything you want to have. But if you haven't got actually that mindset, then you can't sort of like implement. You know, the, the, it's not you, you won't probably have the best career if you haven't got that mindset. Well, like that, Cristiano that, Ronaldo, that, that, for that example, ties into the sports psychology part of the football we, we talked about earlier, obviously in the pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We touched on it earlier, or we, it actually might have been off off the pod, but. Um, it's a, a very much a thing of uh, Klopp has got the players really relaxed now. There was a, there was a thing about us kind of um, being like bottlers kind of thing. Uh, we had a couple well, of games well, where we could have... There was the nervousness that I mentioned to you before, wasn't there? Yeah, right? and that's sort of the thing that, that the Klopp was very quick to sort of turn around to the fans and go like, calm down sort of thing when there was like one mistake where Andy Robinson made a mistake. But mm. I, I think... Well, it's natural, it's natural. We well, when you haven't won it for 19 years. That's what I'm saying. Also, my yeah, brother yeah. said last week in the pod, but is it, is it really actually a thing or is it just this media hype thing? Is it, is it, I think it's, no, it's definitely there. So no, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is, it is. I mean, I think it's um, one of the things where, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be like, obviously, like, big-headed, but in terms of like an English club, We've won the most European Cups. That is not to be sniffed at. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like um, Liverpool represent uh, England as a, a, a football sort of like you know country, yeah. and we've got the most European Cups. I think Man United have got three, but we got five. Yeah, you're, 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 so we're, we're like you'd be also that because you're a Liverpool fan rather than you're sort of uh, sort of an English fan, I want you because I, when I said to you in the week mm. about oh, it's a bit of a shame that Man City couldn't do it, you know, or if it might have been brilliant for an English team to sort of to, to be able to do four in a row, you were like, oh no, no, fuck them. For me, as a neutral, uh, I don't care it's Man City. I just think that it's great that an English team could do that. It, it's great, but I mean, uh, Man City. I, I think it's great in a way where all right, it'll be England. Like in terms of, it'll be big, big, big news if City were to win four big cups like that but I don't want City to do that and I'm happy that they haven't because Boy. it's just it's just like almost like it's just like rivalry isn't it City are they've bought don't get me wrong they, they've got a great manager mm-hmm. and they've bought exceptionally well in terms of the players they've bought but just to see them like winning the quadruple would be a bit of a shame for football I think just, I because I think it's because it, the money element I've got to say I've got to say I do think it's the money element I mean it's not like um I'm not sitting here saying Liverpool haven't spent money. But Man City have spent, yeah, yeah, they have. Man City have spent an awful lot of money, yeah. And and credit to them, they they great football team. I mean, you were telling me. I well, mean, I what saw, was saw, your experience? I Tell saw, me about. You know, I mean, I, I mean, saw. I saw. No, it was last week and weekend before last when they when they came to sell us. And by far, they were the best team I've ever seen come to sell us. Mate, they really were. They, they were just the way they're passing the ball about. It was just they were just. Like, it was like when you watch like you know when you watch Barcelona on TV or something like that and you just see them play and you're just like blows your mm. but to see that in real life right in front of you and like I said earlier about not watching the ball but actually watching players move and the work rate off the ball was unbelievable um, but yeah no I mean that, that, that's what we were talking about earlier off the pod actually weren't we and the fact that you know if, if Liverpool don't manage to do the title make the title this year it's no real slight yeah, on no, them because of how good Man City have been to no, no it's true I mean it's crazy because literally we could end up with if we do win our last three games. Mm. We could end up with ninety-seven points. Mm. 
90 fucking seven points and not win the league. I mean, that's just like, that's unheard of. That's, that's. And you'll, then, need, you'll, you'll need to do that with any, without any chance of winning the league, wouldn't you? Because Man City's game in hand, which they got against Man Yeah, they got Man United on Wednesday. Yeah. And um, I just feel like, you know, after seeing Man United get dismantled yesterday, it's Everton 4 uh, 0, I mean, fucking hell, like, you're not much, you're not shit. I mean, you answer me this question. Why did they give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the contract before the season? Well, why, did, why didn't no, they just I, let him? I, I agree with you. I, I think they that was just, held out. I, I think what the it, fuck? It was always. I think you're always. Gonna but in be, hindsight, gonna hindsight, obviously, the new but manager bounce to an extent, mm. and I think that whilst I don't, I, I don't, I don't doubt the bloke's managing pedigree. You know, I, I don't think he's had the experience to, to, to manage a Man United. To, to, if I'm honest. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's that mould, right? There, you know, you've seen one that won the Norwegian title a couple of times, but I think that. Or did, he, or did he? I'm not even sure if he did. But anyway, um, I, I think obviously it's certainly a club of a history of, of winning the um, winning the uh, was it Elite Seven or, or what's it called mm. now? Um, uh. But I, I think you know I agree with you. I think it was a strange decision to give him the contract when he, they could have they could have waited to the end of the season. Could this I'm be honest? Just... Solskjaer isn't going to turn and say, "All right, no, you have got to give him the contract now," or, or I'm going yeah, to yeah, because I'd... man, you're not going to be up. Well, the only he... reason that you've got this sort of reaction now is because of your affinity with the club and it obviously brings the fans together and to an extent I, I, I they sort of the fans are going to give him a little bit more time because of the, the history he's got and I yeah. think Man United owners knew that when definitely they him. I mean you know I'm going to be obviously I'm a Liverpool fan and I, I, don't, I dislike Man United very much so I, I kind of when I see them suffering I kind of like it but I think they've made such basic mistakes Mate, I, live in, in, I live in South London I dislike Man, Man United as well as anyone you know what I mean because yeah, I, yeah. I see shirts yeah. everywhere so like, I'm in South London it's a bit like sitting in the pub but, in the park in Southland speaking to Liverpool fans it's crazy isn't it that's what you get when you get big clubs isn't it? you know what I mean big clubs they, they go around everywhere mate. you've got Liverpool fans everywhere there's only a few uh, selective Arsenal players uh, Palace fans I think. <laughs> but um, I mean yeah going back to the Liverpool game we're just we're, we're at a stage now where it's almost like as fans I don't think we kind of trust the team as much as we should do because we're at a point now where we haven't lost at home for like nearly two years like nearly two years we've not lost at home. I mean, Klopp is, you know, when he first came here, his, his, his main thing was uh, to get the belief like the game, the game's not over until the 90th, like until the, the whistle goes basically. And I think it was a game against, actually funny enough, it was against Palace and a lot of the fans were leaving after 86 minutes and Klopp was like, I felt alone at that point. Yeah, I remember him saying like that. Like you lot have left. Pod, yeah, in post-match interview, he said, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you lot have actually like left, like, you know, when there's actually still a chance to win the game. And I think that's the biggest thing he's installed, is just the belief. The belief now in the team and how we know, like, we don't panic. It's not like, um, it's far from 2014 where it was like a roller coaster. Like, we can't actually defend for shit. We might win 6-3. We might win 5-2, but I'm we'll never win 1-0. No, no, no. And now we're like, you know what, 2-0 results. So yesterday, um, to get, get into the game, we had uh, half-time, we had a, three good chances where, you know, uh, Mane had a decent chance. I think Salah had a sort of like a half-chance. We, we weren't really making the right decisions. We got to half-time and it was a bit like, I was thinking in my mind, mm, you know, but I was always, I was just calm about it. And uh, were, you, were you quite impressed with Cardiff because they 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 were quite resolute, weren't they? And also to get to fifty-seven minutes without conceding, they did they did really well. I mean, for a club in their in their position, but they've got that sort of siege mentality that Warnock's got them sort of fighting at the moment, haven't they? And well, I definitely, they, but they, to, they to be honest, to be honest, no, no, you know what? They're they were defensively uh, sound, I think. To be fair, for fifty-seven minutes anyway. Yeah, defensively, they've got they, a good goalkeeper. 
um, Everington. I think is it the Philippines national goalkeeper might be, but I think I think he's a, he's a very good goalkeeper. And if they go down, they're struggling to keep hold of him. But I think obviously then it was nice to see Klopp say in the post-match uh, interview about um, the the first goal and it being Wijnaldum's um, was it free kick? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, do you they, know what I found? You know what they worked on it. Do you know what was really? Yeah. Hazard Arnold said to him, you know, that, oh, there's a bit of space here. We can exploit this, and uh, then they did it. And he uh, said he was really really pleased with his, his team. Do you know what I love about Klopp? To be honest with you, I feel like Klopp. Yeah, he's like an. Uh, it's different. Like we got a uh, a throwing coach, and Klopp's like out of the box. He'll do anything. I feel like as a manager, he's very, he's more intelligent. I think than people give him credit for. I know he's got to a few finals, and we haven't done it. We haven't crossed the line. But in terms of um, what he's willing to do, he's like you know he got his throwing coach. Everyone's sort of laughing about uh, <laughs> like us having a throwing coach. But I mean. Well, the same. Uh, time, I think if, you, if you're a club the size of Liverpool, like you, if you can, then you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you you've know, got the money, you've got you've got the ability to do that sort of stuff. Like. But, but people are sort of questioning, oh, you know, like having a throwing coach and everything like. that But Klopp is like, um, I think he's just got the best out of. I think he's done it at Dortmund as well in terms of he makes players stars. You know, it's different to. It's not like he when we bought Mane, it was like, oh, we're buying Mane from Southampton. Mm. Who is Mane? Like, you know, he's good, he's all right, but mm, not really sure. To be honest with you, as a Liverpool fan, that's what we're thinking. This guy's twenty-one goals this season, twenty-two goals Very last good. season. He hit r- roughly the same. Like Salah, forty-four goals. Mm. You're talking about thirty-six million. No one thought he was capable of that. So Klopp is like, for me, he's like, I'm so happy that we got Klopp. As a manager, as you talk about making stars, and Alexander Arnold obviously got listed for the PFA Young Player of the, the Year award. That's this, what I mean. This, 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 but he had a bit of a torrid time yesterday, didn't he? I think he came up against a sort of a very informed men's lane and got past him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But, and he gave him a bit of difficulties. But he that's did, also he did. Credit, credit to Cardiff for the way they set up using obviously the wingers. It's very Warnock sort of football. Yeah, game. yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. But I think, I think what. Um, you know, even going to Trent Alexander Arnold, he is. I don't think you know he's twenty years old, mate. What he's done in terms of he's played in uh, Champions League quarterfinals, you know, uh, semi-finals. For his age, it's, it's kind of crazy what he's doing. He's he's, he's probably yeah, he probably, like probably it, it, to be honest with you, he's probably ahead of what Gerard was at Gerard's age, and that's just being the truth in terms of the actual. Um, Caliber of games he's played in, he's probably played in bigger games. When Gerard came through, we was okay, but we wasn't really in Europe. We wasn't we wasn't in the sort of Champions League at the time. Um, we sort of got back there when obviously you know. But what I'm saying is Trent Alexander Arnold, and um, the thing about him, he's actually like uh, originally a midfielder where he he played midfield for his young days. But to get into the Liverpool team, I think the, the the story basically the coach told him you know you've got to go to right back if you really want to get in because that's a place where you could actually get in and sort of like build yourself up there yeah. Gerard done it um, so he's, he's, he's just quality man I mean a lot of things happen at Liverpool like Robertson we bought him for like 8 million from Hull I'm telling you man it's like at the moment our team if you look at our team like we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold R- Robertson they're both really good ages um, Van Dijk he's only about 27 I mean, Matip has been unbelievable. Like last couple, like he's actually getting his respect he deserves now. Uh, he got man in the match yesterday, Matip, mm. and like before, a lot of people were saying. And to be honest, it's true that he's not as, you know, like an aggressive centre half. He's not that aggressive. He's more elegant. But more some ball, ball playing centre half than, than the sort of blood and thunder smash smash it through sort of. Like, that, that, yeah, yeah, he's definitely that more type of centre back, and uh, he hasn't really been getting the sort of the respect he deserves because he's been really good since he stepped in. Joe, Gome, Joe Gomez is back now, actually. Um, so, 
I mean, it, our base is just really good. I mean, Fabinho's really coming defensive midfield. So, we just, we basically, yesterday, we got, we got open after about uh, 57, 57 minutes. 57. Like, it was actually a corner routine that they talked about. Yeah. And it, we now got in scored. And then I was like watching it, I was thinking, hmm. Well, this, 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 this talk about the, the Salah penalty, because obviously Warnock had a little dig at him, didn't he? Ah, oh, fuck off, about, Warnock. About, about you can't. The 9.9. Steady on, mate. I'm going to have to put this in exclusive content. <laughs> um, oh. uh, 9, 9.9 sort of diving. But to be fair, I can, I can understand Neil's frustration in the sense that it was, it was one of them ones where it was a foul, it was a penalty, but I think he oversold it quite a bit, didn't he? And, and where, where players got, where players got his You know what? It's not annoying. This is the thing about it, though. This is be, what it's. Be honest, mate. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. He Salah, on, Salah he went down. He, he went down actually last weekend and it was a blatant dive against Chelsea. Hmm. To be honest with you, I'll be honest. Once when I say, that, once you've got that sort of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I mean, what's the word? The, the, the reputation. One hundred percent. I'm not. I'm going to be like totally biased. He did go down. He blatantly dives. It was like, but it was kind of like he was expecting the contact, but still, you went down and it's like a that's dive. Um, yesterday's one, he was just like all over him. And if 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 you're going to be all over a player like that, you got to expect the worst. And the worst was a penalty. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was definitely a bit. But I think with a player of that sort of. Um, like we say, that sort of history or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also that reputation. I think probably found your reputation because of, like we said, even you admit it was a dive. Um, I think that. I mean, they're, but, they're, but, but, no, but oh, you know what I was actually going to say though. Every, every, every then. Yeah, but incident then becomes but this, but, because of that. Yeah, but this is the thing about it though. There's been times when Salah's gone through on goal, and he's been blatantly clipped, and he's not going down. Like I think he done it the other day where. Uh, so you think that's why you over-exaggerate? No, but I think... No, no, no. This is what I think. is like sometimes it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. As a top striker, if you go through on goal and someone tries to clip you, mm. and you, you've probably got a great chance of scoring, but because he's clipped you, it's made it a bit more hard. Your you might points. have missed a chance. Yeah. Then it's almost like, why wouldn't you take the advantage of someone going to get you and just go down? If he, he done it against um, Burnley earlier in the season where he, this guy literally I think, went on his Achilles. Like... Uh, scraped Salah on his Achilles but he went through scored put it in the bottom corner but he was a bit pissed off because when he scored you could tell he was, he was in a bit of pain but it's like he could have just went down but he, what I'm, my main point of that is, is like sometimes the players don't get enough credit for when they do stay up mm. when they do actually like resist going down so it's like don't get me wrong I don't condone down, uh, diving but I do think do you know what I mean? No, I, know, I understand where you're coming from. And I think it's also the point that Jermaine Jenner's made on Match of the Day 2 last night. That he said that, you know, unless it's been proven now that... It, well, he, he said it's been proven now that it's, unless you're, you actually actually go down, you're not going to make the referee make a decision. That's therefore, what I'm therefore, just... therefore, you're not going to get that's it. Saying, yeah. so that's why, perhaps, why it is. But Definitely. Let's, let's, let's have a little break there again. And also, can I just note, if anyone listening, if you can hear that noise in the background, that's actually a parakeets because we're sitting outside in South London. And actually, a little story for you. Did you, did you know this, mate? That yeah. apparently, I was told this, that... Um, you know, Jimi Hendrix used to live in Broccoli, not mm-hmm. obviously not far from here in Crystal Palace. Um, he used to live in Broccoli, and he had an aviary. Um, and in whenever it was, um, when when he let he let them all go, apparently one or, or they got let go, and I'll get that whatever it is. And the parakeets are the only ones that actually survived to the climate and stuff like that. That's why you've got little parakeets and these tropical birds flying around in Crystal Palace and South London, of course, because they actually uh, one thing is you, everywhere. you've got. Better knowledge than I got. That's a damn well, shot. I'm doing parakeets, man. That's with you anyway. No, 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 no,
Hello and welcome back again to the Six Point Podcast. Um, right, as we right. said, just mentioned before the the, the, the break, there we, we're going to just cover off some of the other weekend's results. Obviously, uh, kicked off uh, lunchtime kickoff at Man City um, against Tottenham. Man City obviously trying to uh, resurrect or, or, or sort of a, um, beat the demons from from their howling Champions League midweek uh, defeat. Obviously to Tottenham, obviously um, with the VAR. Ruling out the penalty in the um, or, or the goal in the last minute yeah, there, yeah. Um, and obviously yeah. a one 0 victory for them at the Tottenham, which has obviously kept them in the battle, didn't it, with their game in hand over um, over, over Liverpool. Mm. I mean, um, I wasn't really expecting too much. As I thought Tottenham are kind of stretched; they haven't really bought anyone, and uh, you know, to play two games in four days against Man City is always going to be ask, hard. Isn't it? It's an ask. Yeah, yeah. Um, both at the Etihad as well. Yep. So I mean, um, you know. The fact that they they had a couple of chances and they lost one nil. Uh, Phil Foden scored, but I don't I don't really see too much of it. But I just thought like yeah, Man City are just too strong in it, you know. But they Tot- just... Tottenham had their chances to be fair. Son had one when he went through, didn't he? Um, mm. But no, I think um, obviously it was important for Man City to get that. It was, you almost felt that that sort of relief as well when the, when the final whistle went that they were able to sort of beat the uh, demons from, from midweek as well and, and sort of do the job which they needed to do to be fair yeah but you know you've got to give credit to Man City they, they they play the same way all the time they've got their football principles and I think that's why they are where they are in terms of being so high up you know yeah. right on you know going toe to toe with them which I think is amazing yeah. but like I mean they're so good that you can't really uh, you can't have no you can't really criticise them. You, you say that they play really good football. So go, going yeah. down to, into the other end of the table, then there was obviously an important point for for Brighton, nil uh, nil at Wolves. I mean, I watched I watched um, some of the game. It wasn't a great spectacle to be honest with you. But Brighton could have got the point, and that could be the point that keeps them safe. Um, Fulham got a good win uh, at Bournemouth. Um, Scott Parker, I think that was his first win as well. Or was it second win? It might be back to back wins now for him. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I think it was obviously he's sort of trying to stake his claim for the job. Uh, hasn't he? But um, yeah, it's obviously, in, the, in terms of this season, it's too little, too late for them. But obviously, good, good to see Fulham get get a result, and obviously, probably the arguably apart from um, the West Ham Leicester game, the game in a day was obviously Newcastle securing safety with a three 0 Perez hat trick against yeah, Southampton yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's a player that's just come into a bit of form as a player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, um, it seems like he's I don't know, maybe adapting to the Premiership. He was like obviously at Arsenal, wasn't he? So yeah, let's look, no. at, let's look at um, Sunday as well, and obviously the game that we, we sort of alluded to earlier, obviously because we covered the Crystal Palace and Arsenal games, but there was the Everton four mm. 0 game at Man United, and we, we spoke about Solskjaer earlier. Didn't oh we? man, but that was that was a shame on United. Obviously, they're, they're going shame through a bit, a, United, bit, bit of a bit of a, a tough patch at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they're, they're like almost since. It's funny. It's a stat that they've, they've lost sort of four, four games, games in a row since yeah. 1996. I mean, it's one of them ones where. You know, it's just funny in hindsight, but Solskjaer's got that contract, and uh, I think they've lost uh, like five out of the last seven games, right. and they're just in a really bad place. And it's crazy how obviously no shame in losing, losing to Barcelona midweek. Obviously no shame in that. Really, no, no shame in that, but it's almost like it's the way you lose as well. And the way they lost was like they sort of just lied down and just got beat. You know, the game made that mistake to make it two 0 which is fair enough. It's like hard to take, but you know. Um, it looked like their heads dropped and they, yeah. they wasn't like they, they actually didn't believe anymore and I think if you're United they're just global club I mean um, 
Unfortunately, uh, I think that was the that was that was the sort of story yesterday. That they looked sort of quite confident until they conceded the first goal. I think unfortunately for them, they conceded the first goal. What was it? It's like, like the seventh or twelfth minute or something like that. I don't know. Um, mm. So so yeah, I mean, the, I mean you, it, you could physically see the heads drop then, well, and, and obviously there was, there was some great goals in that in the game. Obviously there was a Richarlison goal and the Digne goal, which from there's in the box, uh, we yeah. he sort of struck it just before it hit the hit the floor, was which is a beautiful strike as well. But I think Everton were good were good value for their win and probably. Probably uh, it's, it's been a well overdue sort of result for Everton, who are obviously pushing for, for seventh. Yeah, I feel like you know United didn't have like it's you know it's always for me, you know you can lose a game of football, but it's the way you lose, and they didn't have a shot on target until like the 85th minute. So if you're a United fan, you're watching your team and you're away at Everton, you'll get you you lost four nil, but yeah. you haven't had a shot on target. So 85th minute, that is like damaging. That's like. That's, that's like the worst place you can be. <coughs> it's not like you've even created chances and you're, you've got a possibility of, like, I know, you've, you've done something. You didn't do shit the whole game. I think, that's, I think like, embarrassing. That, that's, that's, that's just embarrassing. That sort of, that sort of alludes a little bit to the, to the point I was making earlier in the sense that you think that Man United fans will give Solskjaer a little bit more grace, as it were, because of the fact that they, sort of he had this sort of, he's got this affinity with the club and things like that, but they won't turn on the manager so much that they start asking questions of the players. Um, and there's been a lot said about the Man United players. I know Gary Neville was sort of saying a bit after after the game as well. Um, but around sort of some of them sort of don't clearly don't want to be there. Or some of them are sort of looking mm. towards next season, looking for, for sort of ways yeah, away already. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they got they got serious internal issues. It's not. They, a, they, they need to give him some money, yeah, wouldn't they, to, uh, in the summer? Really, to, if they want to see what he can do as a manager, I guess. Well, I think it's one of the things as well where even almost like even Jose Mourinho, much as I don't like him, even he's probably got a bit of redemption in terms of it's actually a deep deep-rooted problem at United it's not like just like just a manager sometimes it's like you know it's easy to say it's just a manager and well, uh, Mourinho yeah and he, he, he does some things like the way he was but ultimately the buck stops the manager the buck stops yeah. the manager don't get me wrong but I think it's the club it's the direction of the club I think United have been a club where they sign like Sanchez for example but it's like you're signing him but does he fit into what you're actually trying to do yeah. or is it just like oh we'll just sign a player and the, the player the, the, it's not a coincidence why the top teams all have an identity you know you look at City they've got an identity the way they play football we've got Liverpool we've got an identity the way we play football uh, Tottenham very much an identity the way they play football I mean it's only like obviously Arsenal they're like in and out they're great sometimes and that's because I don't think they have a team that has been built in terms of they've got a real structure the manager's only been there not too long um, but basically it's not a coincidence that's what I'm saying I mean no, fair enough. You know what I mean? No, I, I know. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I kind of we're probably going to um, finish off now with. Uh, well, no, I, I went to, you know what I meant to mention actually was was a little bit about the um, Raheem Sterling story, which which has come out this this morning. So me and you oh, spoke yeah, about yeah. Raheem in the pot, on the pod beforehand around how obviously he gets a bit of a rough ride and he has been just treated disgustingly in 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 the press by, yeah, by certain ridiculous. papers as well. Um, really sort of having a go at him. I mean, you mentioned earlier about the, the one of his, his mum and the taps and things like that. How he was yeah, sort yeah, of stupid, the Daily man. Mail just really going for him. But it was a lovely story that just came out today. And for anyone that remembers when Raheem Sterling scored, I think when England played uh, Czech Republic, it would have been uh, the game before the Montenegro game. Um, he scored a goal in the 5 0 win. I sort of uh, pulled up his shirt and there was a, a picture of a, a young boy in front, on the front. It was Damari Dawkins, who was a 13 year old who passed away from, from uh, leukemia, unfortunately. Um, and he was actually involved in the uh, the Crystal Palace elite player performance, like whatever they call the, the academy now, the sort of the young kids academy. Mm. Um, 
and it's come out today that um, That's, yeah. that uh, he Raheem Sterling is actually covering all of the costs for the funeral, which is, which is obviously lovely to see and actually nice and refreshing to see as well in, in the sort of the, the age where we are, where he's been digged out by the media for for this to sort of to come to light as well. is really nice. Isn't yeah, it? I think it's, it's it's one of them things where, like you know, the, the, I think the Sun in particular they've tried to paint a picture. Well, he's of the Ray male as well, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, the male as well. They're very much involved, um, and it's uh, unfortunate that it's you know. He's been painting with his picture because a lot of players that have played with him or uh, people that know him always say he's a, a really good guy. So mm. it's just, yeah, it's a real shame, but Sterling's really standing up and being counted, even with the whole racism thing that's happened recently. He's been sort of like at the forefront of it in terms Definitely. of, you know, even he was saying, and I think it's, take it how you want to take it, that players sort of walking off, but he said he'd rather score. You know what I mean? He'd rather well, he score. celebrated, didn't he? Like the way he did. The sort of yeah, ears, you know what I mean? Ears up and the sort of thing, just saying, you know, I can hear you, mate. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm still here scoring, doing my thing. You know, yeah. whatever you do. Exactly. Yeah, you can't stop me. You can't <laughs> exactly. stop me. And that's the best mean? way to answer my thing, isn't yeah. it? Like, I do agree. I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole sort of debate of sort of what 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 they should do. Obviously, people need to do whatever they think they should do. But I think, like Roy Hodgson said when he was asked the question as well, was was quite interesting. His response was that, yes, obviously we support the player and whatever they want to walk off and whatever it is. But at the same time. It, you know um, that player is also a team player, um, and not, they they shouldn't have to put up with anything. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, that player also wants to do what's best for his team, and the same as Raheem Sterling wants to stay on the pitch, and and sort of means that you know because if if you forfeit a game, you lose three 0 yeah, yeah, and are you are you then exactly. giving those people a victory because they've they, they've got what they wanted? Yeah, you know? no, that's that's the it's thing. An interesting, it's, it's a very, it's a very it's, it's like it's, it? it's almost like a. You know, how do you, how do you kind of stop it? But I think certainly not, something not, needs to come out in the summer, doesn't it? They're, 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 we're expecting some sort of noise from from the FA in this in the summer, I'd imagine. Yeah, they've got they've been trying to do something for years, and it's like, I think it's always like a it feels like it's another one of these problems, problems now, right? where where it's almost always going to be there. And I think these days with the social media, you know, anyone any dickheads can, can, oh, mate, can, can, can it's the stuff I see even Zaha gets it I mean yesterday Zaha scores and I, I used to see tweets of Zaha getting racially abused, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, and you just yeah, think yeah, that yeah. also. How, how sort of stupid are these people as well? Because you can get tracked by IP addresses and things like that. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it on your phone, you get you can get tracked. They know where you are. They know who you are. You, it's, it's just like this is, this is, this is ridiculous. I mean, that people think that it's just yeah, well, yeah, you, you can't yeah, even yeah, try yeah. and reason yeah. with it, can you? Or try and understand it, I guess, because people are just that so so numb skulled that they think they can sort of say these things and it won't come back to them. But it's just yeah, it's just disgusting. It's, 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 it's almost like uneducated, like you know, I mean. But even sounds yeah, like it, it, but it's not uneducated. It's not that you know these people. I think think that even think even if you give them the education, they're still going to be a fucking dickhead about it. I don't know. Really. I just feel like you know if you've got any type of Apologies understanding about life, then you wouldn't sort of do the type of videos because you just realise that everyone should be the same. That's just, we're all on the surface. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. how, how it should be. No, I, and, agree, um, I agree with them. But, um, yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, Sterling, Sterling, he's doing his thing and he's... he's and lovely to see him, I say, that, that, that he's getting recognition for that. Obviously, it's something he doesn't have to do. He's paying for that sort of, the, the, the whole sort of um, cost for the funeral, which is obviously a, yeah, a big weight, big, obviously, yeah, off, off big the parents' minds as well, obviously. Um, I, I thought he, he took, like, a school team to the England game as well. He paid for their whole... Done yeah, yeah, he's done his some things, like, he's... Yeah. he's, he's it's not what people basically say anyway, no. do you know what I mean? I agree with you. So, so yeah, it's lovely to hear, see him getting that sort of recognition for doing that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, um, I think something else I also wanted to talk about that I touched on the last one as well, which is obviously the Danish Superliga um, over sort of Easter. And thank you for the Danish fans who got in touch with me about this. Apparently, I didn't know that um, apparently they... Denmark is a very Christian country and, and on mm. Thursday 
they celebrate Maundy Thursday, which is why there's loads of games on, on Thursday, which I wasn't aware. So there was obviously been a lot of games this weekend. They played two rounds over the last um, since what four days or so. Um, I won't go through them all, obviously, but it's a couple of games I want to pick up on. Uh, Thursday, Esberg beat Bromby 1-0 uh, with Johnny Carco with a goal. And lovely, as well, I was watching this live, um, I put I put um, him to score, first goal scorer. 14-1, to 50p, so he won me £7. Lovely, enjoyed that. Thanks very much, Johnny Carco. <laughs> I actually tweeted him and he, 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 he uh, appreciated that. So... Um, What's it? What else was I going to say? Um, yeah, Esberg obviously um, with a great win, and they continued to file the odds, and they're in a strong position to finish third. Um, now that I think the other game that I watched was uh, FC Copenhagen, who beat uh, FC Midtjylland three nil. Um, do you remember Dave Doy? So he played for Hull, and he also played for Sunderland a bit uh, a few years back. Um, anyway, he scored a, a fantastic goal in that game. Anyway, uh, and he's doing really well. And then yesterday there was a crazy game at the bottom of the. Uh, of, of the relegation group, this was Viola uh, vi- um, 2, Arhos uh, 4. Um, now, these are actually two of the informed teams, even though in the relegation round. Um, and the game were everything, to be fair. I had a red card first off after about 24 minutes. Um, there was one of those fair play goals, so one of those goals, you know, it was a drop ball, mm. and uh, the Viola player kicked it accidentally winning the goal so the, so the referee know, had, had, had and the team allowed the other team just literally from the kickoff to walk the, the ball back in which which was which, which was a crazy sort of thing to see you don't obviously see that um, too often in football these days so it's quite nice to see that um, a controversial goal as well where there's a free kick and the referee booked a player but before he was able to sort of write it down um, uh, our house had already sort of played the ball and scored so um, they weren't really happy because they weren't felt they were set for that free kick um, all sort of erupted there was the fans threw a bin on the pitch. It, I, I, think I, I think I showed you this, and I? I sent you a picture. And it was it was crazy, wasn't it? Um, and then there was se- there was seven minutes of injury time in which which uh, Viola got a penalty, um, and missed that as well. Um, but then it, it sort of calls into to sort of question the standard of officiating in the Super League, which was um, something I know is a bit of a bone of contention for many sort of Super League fans and a lot of Danish people who watch the Super League um, get a bit frustrated by it. Um, but uh, I think that's just, just a credit to how sort of good that the English officiating is, mm. to be fair. Not that Warnock, Neil Warnock agrees with that, obviously. Alright, well I think we'll just leave it there for now then. Uh, thanks very much for your time, thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed it. Um, Hope you enjoyed the podcast, people. Long, long uh, may the uh, the hot, nice weather continue. Oh, 100%. And we'll be back with you next week, won't we? Yeah, we'll catch you guys soon. Take care. Thanks, mate.